Hey there everyone, it's Joe from Ainsley's Gold Silver Standard Insights, brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. Today's topic is non-farm payroll, NFP, does nothing to ally US recession odds race. Now that was posted on the Ainsley website. I'll put a link below for you to follow along. And of course, we have Chris Tipper here to break down the morning's news. And joining Chris today is Tim Kent from Kent Private Wealth. We've had Tim on the show a number of times before. Now he is a licensed financial advisor through Syra Group, but still anything he says today, of course, cannot be constituted as financial advice, but you already knew that. So Chris and Tim, over to you. Thanks, Joe. On the last Insights back on Thursday, we were looking at the potential for good news from the non-farm payrolls on Friday night to end up being bad news. And that was exactly what unfolded with the unemployment rate in the US falling, leading to a broad base market sell-off. We've seen this pattern play out on repeat for the past several weeks, as any stronger than expected data are seen to give the Fed the justification it needs to keep raising rates for longer into the future. With the upcoming CPI inflation numbers this week and markets right back on the brink of testing those lows, the potential for something significant to break seems very high. So to get some perspective on all of this, we welcome back Tim Kent from Kent Private Wealth, who always has his finger on the pulse of the markets. Thanks for joining us again today, Tim. Hi, Chris. Thank you. Nice to be joining you. So let's um, dig straight into that number on Friday. So what did the jobs number tell us about the state of the US economy? Um, I thought it showed that the economy was still relatively strong and obviously there was more jobs still available and um, companies are still employing but i would i would argue that we're getting sort of near that might be the last good report i think from now on i think you'll see i, I think it'll continue to roll off the economy's slowing employers are starting you're seeing job you know companies putting off um workers starting to accelerate in the us so I think this is a bit of a residual um, of the a tail of of the employment because they have gradually been paring down. So yeah. I think this is the last of a good one. I expect them to slowly deteriorate. Um, so but that, yeah. just on that, the the job openings that came before that, they were sort of telling us that, weren't they? That yeah. it was actually falling off. Is it just that that lags? Is is that what we need to take into account here? I think so, or, or, the, or the gap is still so high with so many vacancies still available. Like uh, they are coming off, right. that's correct. But don't forget there was a significant amount of um, job vacancies relative to to workers at that time. So I think it's they are coming off, correct, absolutely. But there, there's still that gap, if you see, look at charts technically of the gap between um, vacancies um, out there. They're still there and they're still... You know, but they are trending down as well. But there's enough obviously vacancies out there, and people now obviously you can see with those credit numbers that people have got to pay their loans off. So they're probably trying to go for any job they possibly can, or have multiple jobs. From what I'm reading, that people are um, taking on to try and service their car loans, house loans, which are getting more expensive, and their personal loans that they've got outstanding and credit card loans. So I think uh, more and more people are you know, forcing back to to work um, to try and cover that off. And there are obviously still jobs there. So so um, does that create the the real problem here? Because what does that number mean for interest rates? Does that mean, you know, that really if the Fed has, does it give the Fed some leeway to continue raising rates? And in that case, does it really feed back into the problem you just identified? Does that mean people then need more jobs because they've got to be able to pay these higher rates? Yeah, I think that the Fed's going to be forced to to raise. I think people the week before they were thinking they might drop them to only raise by fifty basis points, but mm. it appears that seventy five seems to be a certainty. But 
it still appears, I think, that the Fed is still behind the curve. Well, not behind the curve. They're chasing now, and maybe they're getting too far ahead, like they're reading too much into that data, um, and uh, they probably should raise by less. But there's such a fear within the central bank that they, you know, obviously were behind the curve initially that they're going to make sure they get rid of inflation. So probably likely they come a bit too hard. And But I think, obviously, it just means that they're going to keep their 75 is probably a lock. Um, and the bond market's saying that they're likely to continue to raise rates uh, in December and um, to probably get to a bit over 4% by the end of the year. Um, but we'll have to see what happens globally by that time. But with with job vacancies high, people are still spending and and it's forcing up, you know, I think inflation expectations, at least in the market. So I expect the inflation number this week to be surprisingly upside and place more pressure on um, interest rates and in the market yeah right so so looking forward on that you are expecting probably it to still be strong with the inflation it's not just going to start easing back that you can yeah. see because and right. i was talking yeah. to you before about that yeah. sorry just to interrupt but with oil potentially as well because we've seen those those oil cuts um pushing the price of oil back up now that was something that theoretically was giving us a little bit of buffer on that inflation mm. wasn't it yeah it was a lot of those commodities are not like but it's definitely oil is a major import and that's sort of that's gonna affect things but I think it's just the fact that it's it's got into those services areas as well and you've yeah. got obviously unemployment um what well, I mean you know employment numbers still pretty strong I think uh you'll see in those service I think that's where the market's going to look at because I think the oil bit definitely feeds through and maintains but the reason why the market fell away on the last inflation number was the fact that it was becoming more broad-based the inflation so therefore more entrenched in the economy therefore the fed becomes more concerned and feels it has to go harder so that it doesn't become an even bigger problem i mean it is becoming a problem but becomes so entrenched that they have to go very hard and therefore but it's becoming you know a possibility as it as we sit here now but oil definitely is a major but i think that last, it was the services sector was you know they had the inflation yeah. you had rent that was still strong there's no indication that's cooling from what I'm reading, but that's uh, so I'd expect it to still be a, a high number. If it comes in line, but it's still high, I think that's you know I think that's enough to to shake the market. But it's there's not enough there in the economy to to say at the moment that 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 inflation has come off. I mean, a lot of people that are, are bullish the market and talking their own book are still are obviously saying that inflation's definitely a lot of indicators are there, and I think they were the initial ones, but I, that's not what um yeah the fed saying i suppose well for those last inflation numbers said they said the same thing and it came out hot so i don't yeah. think you know what i mean those core things aren't so changing. if we put that together is this soft this idea of a soft landing still possible because if you look at what you've just said about that probably still being relatively mm -hmm. hot and taking a long time to abate and then potentially oil feeding into that or other commodities you know can can you get a soft landing scenario out of this uh i would say no i think it becomes now a case that they it becomes a hard landing sort of the, the major i think yeah. there's maybe a 25 percent chance they get a soft landing because those jobs numbers um are like ratcheting down and then so that the, there is less um there is more people looking for jobs starting to there's a, there's a has been a shift in this one so i think there may be a 20 percent chance but i think the major probability is that there is a hard landing to and i think the feds going obviously going appears to be going that way because they 
think it's the only way they can get rid of inflation out of the system. So, and that they are, I think they genuinely, it appears to be, they're panicking. I think they are mm. um, starting to panic about, and we write about that, that they're panicking about inflation and and as a result, they're um, reacting. And I think in Australia, they've sort of started to panic the other way by only raising rates by, you know, 25 basis points. So they're starting to panic about housing market collapsing in the, and I think that he's probably may have got this more right than what the Fed, but um, the Fed does have a hotter inflation number. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, but they're creating a lot more dislocation globally, the, the Fed. But that's not the US's prob worry. It is all about getting inflation down. And I mean, that's what sells, I mean, the jobs, I mean, the uh, will help them with the election coming up. Yes. Yep. Um, and the Fed will say it's not about that. But I think, you know, they got installed by a democratic um, government. So I think they'd be trying to do that. And I think that's what they're trying to do. It's just they've probably misread how fragile the, the consumer is over there. Um, and I think there is that risk of a lot of debt over there, but they do have a lot of equity in their homes. But I think the Fed is going to have to force a more than likely going to be a hard landing and it's going to be painful for everyone. And just thinking about that sort of domestically, I know the Aussie dollars really come under a bit of pressure, which is what you would expect to happen in that scenario mm. where we've taken the, well, maybe, you know, enough is enough approach and, and chosen a lower number. But, um, you know, that may end up being a mistake from us as well, because we may have to flip on that, I suppose. And Correct. Yeah. And, that's... and go back to if, if they keep going and we're too far behind, then just smashes the dollar, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah, it does indeed. So what what about equity markets generally? Does this mean, you know, I, I was looking at that um, over the weekend and we're, we're really testing, particularly in the S&P, the Aussie was a little bit higher, but testing those lows looks like it's really a break could be imminent. Is that is that what happens here? Does this all um, result in that leg lower in the equity markets? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're expecting that. Yeah, I think it's getting now, it's getting to a point where you've got a lot of you had the issues in the uk you got pension funds in germany now sorry insurance companies in germany now having issues as well i mean there is liquidation going on globally and it's only starting to accelerate and i think if you get yeah. that retail investor starting to panic now and look their weightings and, and if you look at say bank of america numbers of private client high net worth they're still around 65 percent in equities so i think yeah i think there's a chance that we start to waterfall effect occurs now because it becomes a feeling that there is no way out mm. other than to keep raising rates. And that's all that's going to do is force asset prices down. That's the mathematics of it all. And, and China isn't going to bail, appears bail everyone out because yeah. their economy is slowing as well. That was the hope of a lot of investors in Australia that China would bail out the, well, not bail it, but they bailed out the world in during the GFC. They spent 600 yeah. billion and, so there was a hope that they would bail us out, but it appears to be that's not going to be happening. So, and it might it might give us that sort of capitulation sell off that mm. gives us the green shoots opportunity down the track too, because it really has been very orderly this yes. sort of pullback, hasn't it? And for, for yeah. the scale of what's going on, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, especially in Australia, Australia has been largely unaffected in that big, you know, the resource end of the world, the banking part of the market. It's been it's down a bit, but it's nothing like the carnage that's occurred in the banking and sector in the US. So um, the financial, sorry. Yeah. So no, I think it has been orderly and that you'd expect that to come and whether that's the bottom or not would be interesting to see how things play out. Um, but it'd obviously be the start of something more aggressive. And then, you know, the Fed might panic the other way, but they are going to be in a corner, like you've indicated that do they, they can't like in 2018, 
they can't in like during um the GFC start cutting rates and that and if you remember during the GFC I remember think we were printing hot inflation numbers at around six percent even in 2008 so it wasn't mm -hmm. until Lehman's that inflation started to come out of the system so I know it's not as hot as what it is now but there were still people forget in 2007 2008 you still had you were printing high inflation numbers and then those inflation numbers eventually went well yet when you had a severe sell-off and I think that's I mean that's the only way they can possibly get it off because oil's going to go back up and you know you got the rent issues in the US and you've got services people still spending on travel and going to Las Vegas and and even here in Australia with your flights and so forth those numbers are still high so they all feed into inflation electricity prices are high so and that's not all change that's not changing until we have a major that actual clearing yeah. clearing event yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for breaking that down for us. Uh, we always You're appreciate welcome. getting your perspective on all of this, Tim. So thank you. Thanks, Chris. Hope and um, we'll, we'll get you in again soon. Sounds good. All right. Have thanks, Tim. Thanks, Chris. Thanks very much, Tim, for being on the show. Always good to have you. And Chris, I'll see you on the next one. And for the audience, head over to the Discord channel. That's discord.gg forward slash gold to continue the conversation. Chris will be there for the next one or two hours after the upload of this video. It's the perfect way to ask your questions, get some responses in return, and let us know your feedback. We really want to hear from you. Of course, I want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Ainsley Bullion for the wide range of informative videos. We have five days a week. And while you're on the internet, head over to goldsilverstandard.com because that's bringing gold and silver into the digital world. As we say here at the end, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Take care. We'll see you next time.